0: 12 where we make a weekly sacrifice to the ancient gods of podcasting so you don't have to i'm mark
1: i'm brent and today's guest is wookie on unicorn aka rachel hey rachel
2: hello hi guys how you doing doing well thank you how are you you know
0: it's uh it's going all right so you are in los angeles
2: i am in los angeles and how long have you been there long time no, um I've been here a couple years. I lived here a couple years um, a while back, so on and off, but not too long. still pretty new to the place.
0: Well, I think uh, Brent's been a little bit quiet because he' was actually perusing your website. and what is your what's the website address? It's right on your Twitter, isn't it? on your Twitter page?
2: It is right on my Twitter. It's through Squarespace. Um, embarrassingly, I don't have it memorized because I just have it on the Twitter.
0: <laughs> That's okay.
2: But if so, you just Google Rachel Peacock, it comes up.
0: <laughs> and you've got quite a collection of art there. I have to say, I think my favorite one is The Sun God in His Eyes. I think that's my favorite piece that you have on there. Thank you. I, I, I stopped
1: I, looking because I'm distracted too easily. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now, now, you spent a while living overseas in France. How? Well, I guess living. How long were you there? Only for... Six Just weeks? about
2: six weeks. Yeah, I went to a painting residency in the central southwest area of it, um, kind of where the impressionists and post-impressionists did a lot of painting. So the lighting was kind of fantastic. It was a wonderful time.
0: It was was six weeks enough time there, or do you kind of wish
2: that you could have uh, not not come back? I absolutely wish I could have not come back. <laughs> I get homesick for it. It was amazing. There wasn't even a cafe in the town I was in I think the average age was about 83 um, of the people that lived there and there was just it's called Lemieux's artist residency and it catered towards poets there was an opera singer when I was there a woman writing young adult fantasy novels and a woman from Toronto who was a painter and then myself it was fun wow yeah
0: so is it uh does everybody come in for six weeks at a time and you all turn over at the same time or do they sort of stagger them?
2: It's actually four weeks, and then I booked a week on either end. So I spent a couple days in Paris um, before heading down um, and just took a little bit extra time outside of it for myself.
0: Nice. Yeah. Was that your first time over in Europe, or are you a, a traveler?
2: I, <laughs> I used to travel more than I have been able to um, recently. But, yeah, I've, I'd been there before. I. My first major painting I sold, which is not major by most artists' standards, but it was enough to send me over to Paris for a couple weeks, um, and that was really a, a wonderful time also. And then um, I've traveled a bit. My mom was a travel agent when we were young, so we got that bug very early, my sister, my brother, and I.
0: Is is that what took you to Costa Rica? Was
2: that um, That was another thing. I have a habit, and <laughs> this is a little bit embarrassing, but if I ever get my heart broken, I try to get out of country so that I can learn to live on my own again, basically. Go where I don't speak the language and just become self-sufficient. It's the way I get over a heartbreak really quickly. And it feels fun to that... treat myself.
1: <laughs> that, is, that is
0: incredible <laughs> advice. All right.
1: <laughs> I usually just cry in my car for a few months.
2: I
0: I usually just (laughs) wallow. It it never really passes. I I wallow in anguish for years. Well, yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, the first one I did, it was three months of watching The Jerk every night and drinking (laughs) (laughs) rosé in college. (laughs) (laughs) And I learned that it'd be a lot quicker if I just left. Um, That quick way of breaking any habit is changing your location.
0: So Costa Rica, you don't speak uh, Spanish, I assume. Costa Rican? (laughs) Costa Rican, that's right. (laughs) I don't.
2: (laughs) I'm not a big Costa Rican speaker. Um, I do not have an aptitude for languages. I'm sad, sad about it, but I don't. But it just means I have more countries to go get over being heartbroken in. (laughs) <laughs>
1: that op- be? optimistic <laughs>
0: <slash>
2: pessimistic yeah <laughs> the silver lining to every sadness that
0: yes. would that would be sad if like after a while you're running out of languages that you don't know and like oh
1: damn it jesus christ now i gotta go to the moon <laughs> <laughs> speaks anything there? that was stupid never mind
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do they speak on the moon brent like i don't know shut moonies. up just
1: go on <laughs> let's go back to costa rica all <laughs> oh, right
0: so but You have a story about Costa Rica? There was a a man there who decided he would protect you?
2: Yes. I went on very little money and decided that the way I could do it was camp on the beach for three weeks. So I rented a tent for like five bucks a night basically and lived on their beach uh, for three weeks. And it was the last stop before people would go in to a a couple day hike through Corcovado park and we'd get some pretty strange people coming through (laughs) and his name was Adolfo. He, um, his father was on the wrong side of the political party in Germany, but was afraid that Hitler would make it to Costa Rica and he fled there and named his son Adolfo. Yeah. He was kind of an amazing character and he, Uh, Took me under his wing, decided that he loved me, and he and his wife and his son kind of adopted me for while I was there, and if anybody looked sketchy, he would go up into his jungle camp, and while we were all having dinner, he would put a red sniper dot on someone's (laughs) forehead, (laughs) and boom out from his little jungle camp, if anybody fucks with Rachel, they're dead, and so I was very safe, (laughs) he was known to have buried bodies in the park, was a strange man, very wild, wild west. That yeah. sounds, sounds like
0: you were safe, but maybe I, maybe not so much other people.
2: Yeah. I'm not worried about other people. They can fend for themselves. <laughs>
0: Find their own Adolphos.
2: Everyone needs an Adolfo in their life.
0: So uh, you're also setting up a
2: Kickstarter. I'm hoping to. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy having- okay. It's a little bit embarrassing, but I'm having some trouble with the Amazon. They won't set up my my receiving tax ID thing. I don't know. It's being complicated. But yeah, I'm trying to set up a Kickstarter just because I want to do an art show that's almost like an installation, which is what I studied in art, not painting. I I took metalwork and did welding and like wiring and and built things that moved and made noise. So I'm I'm trained in atmosphere rather than two-dimensional uh, but I want to kind of marry the two and do a show that's an event and that will af- offer paintings that are more affordable. Most people seem to not be able to go for the bigger purchases. Uh, so it would be a hundred paintings for a100 dollars and I would just crank out a hundred paintings and then set up you know music and everything have a have an event. Hopefully document it. So when I get it, I will be annoying people on Twitter for that. That
0: sounds really cool. So when you say document, are you going to what film the process and maybe do a little?
2: I'm thinking more coffee table style book. Um, okay. Okay. Like, like take some shots of the night and then also some of the the paintings that people purchase and hopefully get them in there and just do a little like this happened situation. Print those out.
0: Very cool. That sound oh, means yes. that it's time to launch right into our round of Twitter questions, and I think Brent has a few. Oh, great! I've a
1: couple. <laughs> Haven't done this in a little while, so be gentle.
2: Okay, <laughs> I'll throw that right back at ya. I've never done it. It's my first <laughs> time.
1: Okay, oh boy, That's <laughs> a lot of pressure. What uh, What's your proudest Twitter moment, Rachel? Uh,
2: it was actually the first painting I sold on Twitter. Um, I didn't think that I could do that on Twitter. It's it's a word situation. But I had someone commission a female Bigfoot from me <laughs> because she was a fan That's of cool. finding Bigfoot and liked my paintings. So that was that was a good one.
0: Was that based on sort of that famous, iconic, uh, grainy photograph? Or
2: what it was your inspiration was, for it? it? was based on that. I added, you know, okay. some Bigfoot jugs and made it a lady for <laughs> her. <laughs> favorite kind of jugs
1: (laughs) who's your biggest or neatest follower
2: I have a lot of followers that I I really like and I'm kind of surprised that they follow me at all um but I've got to say the first one that blew my mind was John Lurie um I was a huge fan of his in my 20s had a big old crush on him and I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with him but he's an amazing musician and a wonderful artist and had a show on IFC called Fishing with John, where he would take people around the world to fish for Ridiculous Fish. And it was kind of a nature documentary, but had a lot of humor. The voiceover was, the narrator was just very funny. So that was exciting.
1: What's your favorite real life Twitter moment?
2: That's a hard one. (laughs) I, um, I think meeting some of the people from twitter i didn't think that you know you hear the word tweet up and you think oh god um i've gone (laughs) out (laughs) and i met one of my favorite twitter users is liz hackett i think that she's oh yeah so good and i know you guys have interviewed her and meeting her just felt like it felt like i'd met a friend i'd known forever she's such a lovely human being a wonderful wonderful woman so that's been a really great moment from twitter
1: she is pretty awesome. I had the pleasure of meeting her for about forty three seconds.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's about yeah, all same, you need. Same here, here. <laughs> all you need to know she's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> she's so good. She was
0: she was pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah.
1: And lastly, tell us one underrated tweeter that everybody should be following. Oh god,
2: one? <sighs> or two, whatever. <laughs> I think there's two do whatever you want. Nobody sticks to one. <laughs> I think at Josh Bubkiss is really, really funny.
1: Okay, you're wrong, but <laughs> okay, go on. I like oh, it, you're so. not wrong. <laughs> I met him actually Josh, at, a,
2: awesome. at a Twitter meetup and then started following him. I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy to follow him. Um, and John O'Connor, John T. O'Connor is great as well. He doesn't tweet that often, and so I have to go seek him out, but he's worth it. And I'm like, okay, what's he been doing lately? Unless I'm on my list, the list that you maybe make of your top tweeters but those are both great guys. All right. Good calls. That's it. <laughs> That's it? All right. Oh, my gosh. I'd love to That's talk it. to you more. So quick. Well, <laughs> well you can. <laughs> you That's weren't 12 gentle minutes, at so all, get. Brent. <laughs> <laughs> create, another, create a new username.
1: you got to pretty much become a new person altogether. We'll talk to you again for 12 minutes. Oh, my
2: God. I have to go to another country now and get over the heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> and it all background. Perfect. Well done, well done. <laughs> thank you, guys. Well, Rachel, thank,
0: thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. All right, it's it was a pleasure for us, too. Okay. This has been Tweeters in 12. I'm Mark. I'm Brent. And we'll see you next time.